Welcome to Wednesday's edition of Transformation Radio. For the longest time, I believe the lie that I'm not a strong enough believer to be the friend that can take your hand and lead you straight to Jesus. I'm waiting on the preachers, singers, and the teachers to string the perfect words together. But every single time I have to say goodbye I wonder will this be the last time I can call myself your friend and walk away When we love, we earn the right to speak the truth When we speak truth, we show the world we truly love I'm not pointing my finger, I'm holding out my hand I lay it all on the line now to see God save my friend. Let my life and my words be the proof. I'm gonna love you with the truth.
And now as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, we'll actually be finishing up the book of 1 Peter today as we read through 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7, all the way to the end, chapter 5, verse 14. Here's a bit of an overview of what we'll be reading about today. We should live expectantly because Christ is coming soon. Get ready to meet Him. Now, getting ready to meet Christ involves continually growing in love for God and for others. It's important to pray regularly and to reach out to needy people. Your possessions, status, and power will mean nothing in God's kingdom, but uh, you will spend eternity with other people. So invest your time and talents where they will make an eternal difference. Our abilities should be faithfully used in serving others. None are for our own exclusive enjoyment. Some people, well aware of their abilities, believe that they have the right to use their abilities as they please, while others feel that they have no special talents at all. Now, how is God glorified when we use our abilities? When we use them as He directs to help others, they'll see Jesus in us and glorify Him for the help they've received. Peter may have been thinking of Jesus' words, where he said, Let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your Heavenly Father. All right, with that, let's begin our reading today, here in the New Testament. November 26th, the New Testament, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7, through chapter 5, verse 14. The end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Most important of all, Continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sins. Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. God has given each of you a gift from His great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God Himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to Him forever and ever. Amen. Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through, as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad, for these trials make you partners with Christ in His suffering so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing His glory when it is revealed to all the world. So be happy when you are insulted for being a Christian, for then the glorious Spirit of God rests upon you. If you suffer, however, it must not be for murder, stealing, making trouble, or prying into other people's affairs. But it is no shame to suffer for being a Christian. Praise God for the privilege of being called by His name. For the time has come for judgment and it must begin with God's household. And if judgment begins with us, what terrible fate awaits those who have never obeyed God's good news? And also, if the righteous are barely saved, what will happen to godless sinners? So if you are suffering in a manner that pleases God, keep on doing what is right, and trust your lives to the God who created you, for He will never fail you. And now, a word to you who are elders in the churches. I, too, am an elder and a witness to the sufferings of Christ. And I, too, will share in His glory when He is revealed to the whole world. As a fellow elder, I appeal to you, care for the flock that God has entrusted to you. Watch over it willingly, not grudgingly, not for what you will get out of it, 
but because you are eager to serve God. Don't lord it over the people assigned to your care, but lead them by your own good example. And when the great shepherd appears, you will receive a crown of never-ending glory and honor. In the same way, you younger men must accept the authority of the elders, and all of you serve each other in humility. For God opposes the proud, but favors the humble. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time He will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for He cares about you. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him, and be strong in your faith. Remember that your Christian brothers and sisters all over the world are going through the same kind of suffering you are. In His kindness, God called you to share in His eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, He will restore, support, and strengthen you, and He will place you on a firm foundation. All power to Him forever. Amen. I have written and sent this short letter to you with the help of Silas, whom I commend to you as a faithful brother. My purpose in writing is to encourage you and assure you that what you are experiencing is truly part of God's grace for you. Stand firm in this grace. Your sister church here in Babylon sends you greetings, and so does my son Mark. Greet each other with Christian love. Peace be with all of you who are in Christ. Psalm 119, verses 81 through 96. Ever feel like you're just worn out, you can't go another step? Well, when you feel that way, cry out to the Lord. He is really into rescue. Rescuing is His business. Put your hope in Him. The psalmist here today in this reading talks about his eyes being strained because he's trying to squint and look out there uh, looking for God's promises, uh, His promises to come true. And he's asking about comfort. He's, He's asking the Lord. He's crying out, saying, When will you comfort me? Ever feel that way? feel like the whole world is closing in on you, kind of stuck in this one place. But you're looking out. You're looking out from your own sphere where you live and looking for God's promises. You realize that God has not forgotten you, but you're wondering how long you have to wait. And he asks God here, when will you punish those who persecute me? Perhaps there's some people who've been impacting your life in a negative way. And you'd like to strike out yourself. But God says, no, vengeance is mine. Don't you do that. I'll take care of you and those who are persecuting you. That's when we have to realize, as the psalmist writes here in this passage, that all of God's commands are trustworthy. They're there to protect you when you're being attacked without cause. Now, you may feel like you're at the end of your rope. You know, we have that picture. Remember that picture that... uh, took the uh, form of a poster where there's a cat hanging onto a rope and uh, there's a knot on the end. Of course, the caption says, when uh, you get to the end of your rope, well, uh, tie a knot and hang on. It may seem or feel to us that God has forgotten us or he's waiting way too long to come and rescue us. The uh, psalmist here today in this reading, in this passage of scripture, certainly uh, felt that way. We can relate. And we cry out to the Lord, Lord, I'm counting on your unfailing love, so please rescue me. So if you're there, uh, God's timing 
is perfect. It may not seem so to us, but wait on the Lord. Your strength will be renewed. Psalm 119, verses 81 through 96. Calf, I am worn out waiting for you, the Lord's rescue. But I put my hope in your word. My eyes are straining to see your promises come true. When will you comfort me? I am shriveled like a wineskin in the smoke. But I have not forgotten to obey your decrees. How long must I wait? When will you punish those who persecute me? These arrogant people who hate your instructions have dug deep pits to trap me. All your commands are trustworthy. Protect me from those who hunt me down without cause. They almost finished me off, but I refused to abandon your commandments. In your unfailing love, spare my life. Then I can continue to obey your laws. Lamed Your eternal word, O Lord, stands firm in heaven. Your faithfulness extends to every generation, as enduring as the earth you created. Your regulations remain true to this day, for everything serves your plans. If your instructions hadn't sustained me with joy, I would have died in my misery. I will never forget your commandments, for by them you give me life. I am yours, rescue me, for I have worked hard at obeying your commandments. Though the wicked hide along the way to kill me, I will quietly keep my mind on your laws. Even perfection has its limits, but your commands have no limit. Proverbs chapter 28, verses 15 and 16. A wicked ruler is as dangerous to the poor as a roaring lion or an attacking bear. A ruler with no understanding will oppress his people, but one who hates corruption will have a long life. Found himself alone Calling to the darkness For an answer that he's never known Yeah, isn't it amazing How God can take a broken man Yeah, let him find a fortune Let him ruin it with his own two hands He climbs on up the hill On a rock on which he stands He looks back at the crowd He looks down at his hands And he says I am a difference maker Oh, I am a difference maker Oh, I am the only one that speaks to him I am the friendliest of friends of God
Calling to the darkness for an answer that he's never known Yeah, isn't it amazing how a God can take a broken man Yeah, let him find a fortune, let him ruin it with his own two hands He walks on up the hill to the rock on which he stands He looks back at the crowd, he looks down at his hands and he says I am the difference maker Oh, I am the difference maker Oh, I am the only one that speaks to him I am the friendliest of friends of God Everything I've seen and I have felt the fire Get put out by too much gasoline We're all strangers passing through A place in time, an afternoon Life is but a vision in a window That we're peeking through Helpless conversation with a man Who says he cares a lot It's a passive confrontation About who might throw a punch or not We are all transgressors We're all sinners We're all astronauts So if you're beating death Then raise your hand But shut up Cause I am a difference maker Oh, I am the only one who speaks to him And I am the friendliest of friends of God Today's In Touch Devotion. Today's scripture reading is 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. In this you greatly rejoice, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials, 
so that the proof of your faith, being more precious than gold which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Every one of us will go through troubling times, and when those times come, it's easy to get disheartened. But the Bible indicates that even during periods of challenge and adversity, God expects His followers to respond correctly, and His Word equips us to do so. Today's passage teaches us to rejoice during difficulty. Of course, this does not mean that we must be glad about the hardship, but we can be joyful because we know that God is using the circumstances to prepare and grow us. Although having a positive attitude during a negative situation does not seem logical, here are two reasons why doing so makes sense. First, the Lord teaches us endurance through the difficult experiences we encounter. Our natural reaction to pain is to run in the opposite direction and as fast as possible. However, God wants us to hang in there so we can derive the full benefit of whatever lesson He has for us. Second, the Heavenly Father uses trials as a refining fire to purify His children and bring them to greater spiritual maturity. He has a plan for each believer, and hardship is one of the necessary tools that prepare us to do His will. In the process, we'll find that our faith has been strengthened. As we realize God brings benefit from our adversities, we'll begin to face challenging times with confidence that He always has our best interest in mind. We can rejoice in the fact that He is building our endurance, purifying our hearts, and making us people with unshakable trust in Him.
might bend, but I won't break. As long as I can see your face. My name is John Maxwell. Welcome to Minute with Maxwell. And I want you to meet one of my friends, and she's going to put her word out today for you, for you to think on. What is it? Today. And what's your name? Erin Miller. Where are you from? I'm from Washington State. And Erin, why would you pick the word today? Well, John, I named my business Today Matters after your book because it made such a precedence on me about success is determined by your daily agenda. Yeah. What and you today do today matters. Yep. So you basically said, I'm going to start my business on Today Matters and teach people the importance of today. Let me just say this to you. We overestimate so many times what we can do tomorrow. And we regret so many times what we did yesterday. And we fail to realize the only time you and I have is today. I remember when I was 50, when I had a heart attack, the Today Matters really began to be a formative part of my life. Because all of a sudden I realized I couldn't take my life for granted that I just had today and I may not even get tomorrow. So create within yourself a sense of urgency. Create within yourself this sense that what I can do today will make a difference tomorrow. You see, every day we're either preparing or repairing. Isn't that the truth? Yes. And what you want for people's lives and what I want for people's lives is for them to be preparing because today matters. Try to stop your love And you would wage war Try to take the very thing You gave your life for And you would come running Tear down every wall All the while shouting My love, you're worth it all God, you pursue
Hey, it's Zach Pruitt with Transformation Radio. The following is a short clip of Pastor Tom Thompson's interview with Fairfield County's 90.9 FM. Well, you said you started this 16 years ago, and you started with one. Now there are several locations. Yeah, it's a, it's a process of, of stepping into different, what I would consider promotions of God. So you start uh, west side of Columbus every Monday, 10 o'clock, we take new men in. Uh, we just took four, five guys in this week, and they come from wherever. They get on the website. I don't have a clue where they're coming from. we got a gentleman from Tennessee. We've had him from Texas. We've had him California, you name it. They, they just come, and they show up. They're there at 10. We don't know who's coming, when they're coming, who's going to be there. But on Mondays, we have our intake. If that day a man is truly ready, and, and the sense of ready means a desire to change, a brokenness, a sense of teachability, also, he wants to invest himself in a process, and that he definitely, you know, comes comes with that sense of seeking and hungry for transformation, and that's the start. Everybody around him wants him to change, but does he want to change? Right. And that's the that's the real key to uh, to truly transformation. When when the prodigal was in the pig pen, the father didn't run to the pig pen. That that he had to come to himself after he had gotten his fill of the world and the things that he thought was right. And then that's whenever it happens. That's the beauty of, of brokenness is we finally surrender our will, and that's whenever God, when I stop, God can start, and that's what we're looking for on Mondays. And as that happens and the men come in, of course, they have all their issues with what sin produces, which is consequences, so we have all the the issues we have to work through. It could be legal issues, could be medical issues, could be all kinds of things, but our heart's just to walk through that with them to the degree that we can, or they go take care of them and then come in when they're completed. Once they come to that, then they go to Venton County. They could leave that day. We've got a farm down there. That's where it all started when I moved down there. 108 acres, that is a 30-day opportunity. Men can leave any time they want. And it's pretty much a 20-man capacity, I think, we're at about, I'm not certain if it's 15, 20, somewhere in that area down there now. So they go there for the 30-day period, and it's a uh, very structured, very disciplined. It's it's not not for everybody. If, if you've got it, you want it your way, and it's uh, you still have some of that, that will engaged, it's very difficult because, you know, the surrender is what produces the obedience, and then that's the blessing that's coming. So that's... That's that place of them determining, do I really want to be a part of this community? Is this where I feel called? Is this what I want to do is to follow Christ? So that's a 30-day process to 45. And then from there, they go to Lancaster, and we're out um, out Route 22 on the east side of Lancaster, and that's 134-acre area there that the guys um, are, are there. Really, this is the relational phase. Like we go deep in knowing God, not just knowing about him, but a deep, deep sense of scripture, deep, deep sense of relationship with him and each other. It's like a band of brothers. So this is this is where it's going very tight and deep. And we're, we're really forming a sense of healthy community, which is learning how to treat your brother, learning how to love your neighbors yourself, learn how to put others before myself. Um, you know, even apologizing, we even have steps to that. Everything that relates to loving your neighbors yourself. So that's what sums up the ministry, the two greatest commandments, loving God, loving each other. And that's really our our whole premise is relationships. Once that's established, that's a four-month opportunity. Every other week they go to Columbus to work. 
So the men themselves are producing about two-thirds of the budget uh, is produced by them working and then resource coming in to pay for themselves. So the sense of dignity is attached as they're going through and also to pay for the guy behind them. So there's a sense of giving back to the guy behind you as you're moving forward because the guys in Benton County don't produce uh, income. So they're provided for by the guys ahead of them. And so as you walk through the four months, the next step with an opportunity, if they choose, would be Columbus for a full-time stay over in the Franklinton area, hilltop area, west side of Columbus. Now, there's a mission field, and that's what's awesome is that God changes a man to change a city. He changed the lady at the well to change a city. Mm. So now it's a bigger picture. And the big root to drug addiction is not about all the chemicals and all this. The, the real biggest root is self-centeredness. And that's every sin. So it comes down to selflessness. And that's what Christ came to do is to serve, not be served. So that's where we really focus on feeding the poor and going out in the community and making a difference in the evenings. But at that time, they're working a good 40-hour week. And they're, they're coming home at night and then they're serving in the evenings. And at that moment, they've got eight months in that area. And they can even go home now at this point every other week while they're in in Lancaster, they can actually have visits once a month from from immediate family, and then Venton County has has no inside outside contact. So it's a process of of choices based on faithfulness, based on you know protecting and being careful and making sure that the guys are ready for the triggers and the things that could take them out. And this is so, their whole choice to begin with. Like they know the process going in. And they know what's going to be expected of them and how, you know, each step along the way goes. So what an amazing. Yeah, they can all leave tomorrow. It's, it's, it's got to be the free will engaged. Mm-hmm. If it's not, then, then it's a have to, not a get to. Yeah. And so you've got to have that heart engaged and, and seeking with all your heart for, for that process to take place. Amen. In my wrestling and in my doubts In my failures you won't walk out Your great love will lead me through You are the peace in my troubled sea Whoa, You are the peace in my troubled sea In the silence you won't let go Questions your truth will hold Your great love will lead me through You are the peace in my troubled sea Whoa, You are the peace in my troubled sea My lighthouse, my lighthouse Shining in the darkness to show Trouble see what 
Ask me to be your friend. 
are swimming inside the breath of your desire. Where could I run? Where could I hide from your heart's jealous fire? All treasures of wisdom and things to be known are hidden inside your
Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Make sure to tune in tomorrow for the next edition of Transformation Radio.